Welcome to another episode of a different basketball podcast. My name is Jordan Mount. Today I'm joined by Will Hanley, who runs the uh, Big Three uh, Instagram account. Not affiliated with Big Three, but he does run the account. Man, Will, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, this is good, man. Uh, I was actually just wanted to touch, you know, Big Three and TBL, you know, they have some crossover going on. Um, you know, maybe maybe you can touch on that a little bit. You know, what, what do you know about TBL and and, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so I think my first introduction to the TBL was through uh, Andre Owens and the Indy Express, right? And sort of uh, Robert Vaden and all those guys. Uh, so I know, actually, it's a funny story. Andre Owens reached out to me when he started it, and he wanted me to help uh, sort of promote the tryouts that they were having in the league games and to try and help them find sponsorships. Um, and then COVID happened, so I didn't really get too far with that, but it led me to do some digging on the TBL and what I found, I really liked, you know, I, you guys are giving a legitimate opportunity uh, for these basketball players to get jobs, if not in America, but overseas, get some more eyes on them. And I think, you know, I, I talk about it all the time with the big three and with all those guys, you know, there's, we have a surplus of basketball talent in this country, or if you want to look even larger in this world, and there's just simply not enough spots in the NBA. So the fact that you guys are providing a platform for those guys to get minutes, to get looks, to get eyes on them, and to get playing opportunity while they're still, you know, while they're still in their athletic prime, while they're still able to move up and down the court, it's a really cool thing. No, I agree, man. I know that, uh, you know, I like I was playing the other day, and and this guy was was talking to me, and he said that he's like, you know, I've just I've just gotten really tired of of going overseas. He's like, I kind of want to stay home, and he said, you know. TVL is a, a huge option for me. You know, he played in like Puerto Rico and other places in South America. He's just like, man, you know, sometimes you just get tired of going overseas for a whole year. You know what I mean? Yeah, for, a whole for eight sure. Months and and mm-hmm. I think that's an opportunity that, you know, people can, can capitalize on. You know, have you, did you hear a TBL before uh, Andre or, or have anything kind of like, like that or, or no? Yeah. So I'll be honest, I really didn't. That was my first introduction to it. Um, it definitely, I mean, it looked familiar, you know, when he saw it to me, I kind of knew that he was doing something, but I think once Andre reached out to me and once I understood exactly what the Indy Express was, um, it, it, I mean, the, the purpose of it is very familiar because from the way the TBL explained themselves and their mission and their goals, it's very similar to the big three's goals. So what they were trying to do was definitely familiar, but the league itself, I had not been familiar with. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think there's a lot, a lot of crossover. Definitely a lot of guys that can play in this league. But you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about Big Three too. You know, how did you get started with the with the Instagram page? And then obviously you have your own podcast too. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So we have um, the Fourth Man Podcast. It was something that um, I didn't start. My co-host Anthony started. Um, and I was just lucky enough that he brought me on. So yeah. So we're we're currently we're on Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, uh, Big Three News. It's B I G three N three W S. I I thought making the the E was the three was cool back then, uh, but it basically started in 2017. I was a college kid. Um, I really wanted to get a job in sports marketing, sports communications, that type of field, um, but nobody would hire me. So I was like, okay, well, I'm either gonna sit around and wait, you know. And I was scrolling through Twitter, scrolling on the TL, and you see. 
you know, just about everybody and their mother is making basketball content nowadays, especially for the NBA. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, I could definitely do this, but if I'm going to do it, I, I need to do something different. So at the time, the timing just worked out, right? The big three was coming out. They had just been announcing, you know, sort of the idea of what the landscape was going to look like and the rule set. So I said, you know what, I think I'm going to hop on this. So I've been very lucky that the big three has been successful, you know, compared to my co-host Anthony does a podcast with me. He originally wasn't doing the big three. Originally the first podcast that he had going on was a, uh, an Alliance of American football podcast, which didn't last mm. very long. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you know, uh, we've just been very lucky that the big three has been around for as long as it has. And we've sort of grown in uh, congruence with the league. And so, yeah, so then just from then, it's it's kind of been a crazy ride. I've gotten the opportunity to meet a lot of guys um, over, you know, in person or just over social media, guys that I would never thought, you know, I would ever meet in my life because I'm used to watching these guys on TV. Um, and I've and I will say a lot of the guys who play in the big three, most of the guys are very down to earth. They're very humble guys, even the big names, the Joe Johnson, the Mike Bibbies, the Richard Lewis's, you know. I think the op- the thing that I've learned the most is that, you know, these professional athletes, when you see them on TV, it's very easy to idolize them. It's very easy to say, oh, my God, like, I can't even relate to these people. You know, they're just these these superhumans, you know. But really, just through meeting them, I've realized that they're most of them, they're just humble, hardworking, just average guys. They just happen to be, you know, six foot five, 250 pounds uh, <laughs> and, and can jump uh, 10 feet. But yeah, so that it's been a crazy journey. No, it is interesting because you, you know, when you grow up and if you don't grow up around the NBA or you're, you know, d- you know, your dad's not a coach or whatever, your mom's involved with stuff or you have friends that are playing in the league, like you really don't understand until you finally meet them. You know, I, I think I started meeting NBA players. I was probably 16. Um, I, you know, I, I was around high division one players, Mason Plumley a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you know, obviously he plays in the NBA now. But, you know, when you when you get around these guys that already play in the league, you know, you're like, oh, wow, they're just regular dudes. <laughs> you know, it's not a big deal that they're, you know, uh, you know, playing in the league. And a lot of guys, a lot of them tell me, I'm like, oh, man, you know, you play in the league, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't really mean much, to be honest. I said, I make a lot of money playing basketball, but it really doesn't mean much socially. <laughs> so, you know, so that's, that's obviously cool to see. Uh, you know, I'm actually curious. So the big three. I'm not exactly quite sure how it's all set up. I've done my research a little bit. I know they, you know, I know they stay in really nice hotels or traveling around to different venues. So, uh, obviously, you know, um, so the big three is, is it's like they have one event in each city and there's like 10 events. Is that right? Yeah. So basically, um, so last season they did it a little bit differently. So for the first two years, um, well, actually, before I even get into that, I, just because you brought them up, I have a funny story about Mason Plumley. If, if you'll allow me to divert. Yeah, me. let's hear about. Pl- hey, wait, if if it's bad, I can't. I like oh, it's not bad at all. Actually, it's actually it's actually it's actually really cool. Um, so I so one of the big three events that I went to in 2019 was in the Barclays Center. So me and my friend went because I needed just some help, just someone that, you know, I, I didn't want to go alone basically. So we were able to go as media members. We were able to you know do post game interviews, things like that. Um. And where we were sitting was basically just, you know, it was basically courtside, like a little bit behind there. Um, So there was a ton of basketball players, celebrities and stuff. So I was like, what are we, or my friend was like, what are we going to do? Like with all these people, like, are we really just going to go up and like, 
start introducing ourselves, just being like, oh, like we're a big fan or whatever. So I'm like, let's do this. I'm like, these people meet God knows how many people every day, right? Like, I'm like, let's go up to these people if we want to meet somebody and pretend like they should know who we are. And then let's just see what happens. (laughs) So who's sitting there courtside as we're walking back and forth? Mason Plumley. So I'm like, I think that's Mason Plumley. My friend's like, I think you're right. So we go over. So I'm like, Mason, how you doing? And I shake his hand and my friend shakes his hand. He's like, hey, Mason, good to see you again. He goes, oh, good to see you guys too. How you doing? We're like, oh, we're doing all right. You enjoying the game? <laughs> yeah. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> but that's yeah, good. So, yeah. So that was, um, that's, I guess, my advice for people who are around a lot of celebrities, but it, it definitely worked at least for Mason Plumley. <laughs> Mason is a, uh, Mason is a great guy. So when he, he came, uh, so my grandpa is a, uh, you know, whatever, he's a, like a shooting coach and, uh, Mason comes over to my house. I'm like 12. He comes over, he like, we hang out a little bit. He does like a three hour workout and his mom comes, his sister comes, you know, it was really super cool. And so then, you know, uh, I go to, I think it's the same year that Louisville and Duke are in the sweet 16. It's in Indianapolis. And I go, and, uh, obviously I go to practice and Mason's there and I yell at him on the, I'm like, I'm like off the, uh, off the court and they're on the floor. And I'm like, Hey, you're Mason, Mason. I'm yelling at him and he recognizes me and he goes, Hey, meet me at the mall after the game or after the practice and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll catch you there. And I said, okay, cool. So I go to the mall and yeah, I see him and he, you know, he introduces me to everybody. You know, everybody's pretty like down to earth. I'm like, Oh wow. He's pretty small. Um, you know, wow. I can't believe he plays division one. He plays at Duke. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> and, and then, then that, and then like the next Christmas, he sends me a, a big poster of uh, the whole Duke team and the whole Duke team signed it. Oh, that's so awesome. pretty cool. That's yeah. Cool. Mason's that's really cool. he's, he's a good guy, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not, I'm not surprised that he did that though. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, my little asterisk for that advice is it worked for Mason Plumlee, you know, results not guaranteed, but you know, Mason Plumlee, it's good, but whatever works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but back to your question. Yeah. So for the first two seasons, um, they basically, they picked 10 locations. Each game went on every Saturday. Um, so I was there for one of those events again in Brooklyn. That was for the first season. And I will say that although it was cool where sort of one game finished and then the next game started and then the next game started and the next game started, there were a total of eight teams and every team played. So it was a long day. Mm. Like it was fun. Don't get me wrong. Like it, it was cool, but you got out of there. I mean, you know, you had four teams playing a 60 and it plus, I think there was like a halftime like performance, uh, and there, oh my, it was a long day. You know, you definitely went home tired. It was much longer than an average NBA game. And then in 2019, the way they did it was they extended it to 12 teams. So they split it up. So they had six teams in one city on Saturday, and then another six teams in like an adjacent close city on Sunday. So mm-hmm. like they did like Providence, Rhode Island, and New York. They did, I think it was. Oakland and LA. Sort of like that. Yeah. This year they announced that they were going back to the or excuse me, well, I should say 2020 they announced that they were going back to the original format. So it was going to be six games all one day and they said it was basically going to be this like, you know, 
for lack of a better term, like, like a traveling, like festival or like carnival, you know, where they would have like musical performances and like, I guess like food trucks and stuff. So they were really sort of honing in on the fact that you weren't there just to watch basketball. It was sort of like this whole event, this like whole event you're taking your family to. So I was really excited for that, even though, you know, I was interested to see how that worked out because, you know, six basketball games, you know, playing a 50 now, uh, it's a lot. You know, especially for not just for viewing it, but for broadcasting. So I was interested to see how it worked out. So I really don't know what the plan is for next summer for 2021, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, no, I think that, um, you know, basketball is entertainment. You know, people people want to be entertained. And, and I think that's what the big three market, um, you know, is trying to do. And, and, you know, same way with TBL, you know, we have two goals, um, you know, A, community engagement, B, you know, help these players. And so with, with the community engagement, it's, you know, we want everybody to come in. Right. But just because we're playing basketball doesn't mean everybody's going to come and watch. Mm -hmm. So as like the big three, like, so for TBL, it's, you know, we got, you know, little kids coming in, you know, maybe playing half time games, you got dancers, this and that, you know, a great team that does it is Albany kind of close to you. I don't know how close you got, you are to Albany, what, three hours. Yeah. Probably like three hours away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, same thing. Like, they have a, they do a great job of entertainment. They have halftime shows. They have dancers. They have, um, you know, alcohol sales. They have, you know, it's an event. That's that's a fun event to take your family to. And so, mm -hmm. you know, all, a lot of the teams are starting to pick up on that. And and as the year went on, right before COVID, team, teams started to do a better job. And I think this year, as things start to get rolling, it'll it'll be about the same. Um, have you have you been to a TBL game? I have not. I have not unfortunately been to a TBL game yet. Um, but uh, that's definitely something that I look forward to. I really wanted to, um, it's funny. I was looking into going to one of the tryouts, but there didn't, I think the closest tryout to me was Boston. Mm. Um, but no, absolutely. That's absolutely something that I've been eyeing for a while. Yeah. It, it'd be, uh, it'd be pretty cool. There's a draft combine, I think in January in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. You, you, you'll graduate what this year, or next year. I'm graduating in November. Oh, same here. Hey, we're hey, we're nice. <laughs> home stretch, baby. Home stretch. Uh, so there's a there's a combine in Indianapolis that all the teams come to. Um, they last year they had like 300 players. It was great too. I mean, I mean, high level players, guys that played Oklahoma, Oregon, um, uh -huh. you know, from everywhere. So yeah, you have to come to that one, man. That that'll be a ton of fun for sure. Uh, do some do some media access stuff. But I, I did want <clears throat> to touch on. I think that in the next few years that there's going to be a little more crossover between big three and TBL just because of, you know, the both leagues are expanding so fast mm -hmm. and they play, I think they, when does the big three season start? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, historically it always started usually like end of June and then went to the beginning of September. But I know that they said that their number one priority is to not overlap with the NBA. So right now we're sort of waiting for the NBA to kind of, you know, for, to tell us for better or for worse when we have to, when we're starting uh when they start so if they start in january it might be pushed back into like you know midsummer early fall mm. well i mean with with the timing of that and then the timing of the nba season you know i, I do think the tbl will have a little bit of crossover guys probably wanting to stay shape yeah for big three or or maybe you know even play in extenders careers you know it, this i'm curious are there guys that play in big three that end up playing again in the nba or playing again overseas yeah so there's a ton of guys that play overseas um guys like excuse me i mean basically like every captain you know usually plays overseas um guys like mario chalmers 
Mike Taylor. You know, mo- most people, I would say the majority of people go overseas to play. Um, James White was another one. He was in Italy. He was doing a really good job. Um, the main people, though, that went back to the NBA, Joe Johnson was obviously a big story with Detroit last year. Um, who else? Josh Childress was the first. He got a camp invite to Denver. I think he played preseason for them. And then Xavier Silas played with the Boston Celtics in, I want to say, 2018 after Kyrie Irving got hurt. So then they moved up. Um, who was that? Terry Rozier, the starting point guard, and then Xavier Silas mm-hmm. was backup point guard. And then we all know how that story went. <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> no, Joe, Joe Johnson is, is – uh, there was an indie sports writer that called me after the big three was here in Indy. And <clears throat> he was like, hey, like I was like, hey, like what happened, blah, blah, blah. Is, is there anybody that's good that can play? And he says, uh, yeah, Joe Johnson can play in the NBA mm-hmm. still. And I'm like, you know, he's like, was he like 38? Yeah. yeah, I mean, God, he's 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 he's, he's incredible. He's yeah. one of my. He's probably my favorite. Like growing up, he was my favorite player outside of Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if I got a chance to see him play or, or watch him, that'd be that'd be incredible. Yeah, I mean, um, Joe Johnson. I was lucky enough where I got the opportunity to watch Joe Johnson. And again, one of those guys that like he's very quiet. You know, he's very to himself. He's very reserved. But it's not like it's not like an arrogant. Like, oh, like, I'm I'm just not going to say anything to anybody. He's just that humble. He's just that down to earth. You know what I mean? Everybody who plays with him loves him. Um, I got the opportunity to see him play, and he was just, you know, leagues above just about – he made everybody look like uh, they that he proved that he should still be in the NBA. When you watched him in the big three, you were like, what is this guy doing here? That's how good <laughs> he was. Um, but it, it was absolutely – crazy and then getting the opportunity to meet him post game and ask him a couple questions he was the absolutely nicest guy um and he you know then he played in the tbt uh this summer which was really mm. cool to see um he uh we were trying to get a big three tbt team going so that was a really cool process but and we really wanted joe johnson but then joe johnson was his overseas elite and it didn't really uh work out towards the end but joe from the from the impression that i've gotten from everybody that I've met that knows him and from the brief encounters I've had with him, he just wants to play basketball 24 seven. If, if you're shooting basketballs, if you're around, he he'll be there. He's, he's a hooper, man. He's a hooper. 100%. He's a hooper. Well, this is, this is my favorite part of the show. Uh, I don't know if you've, have you watched the show before? I've not. <laughs> oh, we got We got to get you out, man. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Watch yeah, every episode. Every episode. There, every episode. So this is the speed round. So um, you got one minute. I think the record is 16 questions. Um, I don't know who has a record, but it's there somewhere. I have. I have it. I have it. In my notes. Okay. So you have one minute. You're gonna answer as many questions as possible. I'm, I'm giving you no context, and you just gotta fire them off. Right? Are these like? Is there like a correct answer to this? Or is it just like my opinion? Oh, all right. Are you not even going to tell me that? All right. All right. I don't know. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. First question is a doozy. Three, two, one. Uh, what's your favorite team in big three? A power. But I'm not allowed to say that. I'm biased. I'm unbiased. Power. What? Uh, what's your favorite gym in NYC? Oh, in NYC. Oh, my God. It's got to be. What's the one that they all train at? That gym. Right? Oh, my God. What is uh, it called? Is it Brick- Brickley's gym? Yeah, Brickley's gym. There you go. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite gym in general in, in the whole world? I mean, my favorite gym in general, you know, there's there's a rec league that I played with growing up. My brother plays at, so they have a basketball court. So it's not really a gym, but that's my favorite court. What's your favorite place to visit? 
Oh man, uh, there's a barrier island off the coast of Long Island. We call it Fire Island, and it's beautiful, and I love it. And it's right close to my house, right there. What's the best basketball game you've ever seen? Oh my god. Um, well, the two I would say the tie is I was at Nets Miami um, game. I want to say it was four back when they had Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and like they hit all those threes and seeing LeBron angry and so off the court. That was awesome. And then seeing Sixers Nets uh, game three when the, everyone got into a fight. That was really cool. Oh, it is cool. That was time though. Uh, those are, those are really drawn out. Well questions. I, I know you go to Iona. They, they taught you well up there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> a one, yeah, you know, two, I, I, three, four, five. It's good. Those are good uh, answers. It's quality what's answers. The, what's the record? Do we know the record? 16. Oh, no. all right. But listen, I will say this though: sixteen. Is that person giving you full answers? Oh no, 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 no. You rattle, you rattle them off. That's how you get. That's how you get good, man. You just gotta I guess rattle. Oh so, man, but like, you know, yeah, I'm trying to like, you know, explain it. So you walk yeah. away with something, you know? Yeah. So someone's like, you. "What was Will's favorite game?" You're like, "Oh, the Sixers one, where, the Sixers and Nets one, where they got into a fight." <laughs> I was like, "That Sixers." Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, good deal. Well, all right, Will, I appreciate you coming to the show. Thanks to all the listeners that came out today. Uh, big news coming soon. We, we got our first ever sponsor, so stay tuned for that. Uh, thanks again. Thank you for having me.